This is a global original podcast. Hi and welcome to Confessions of a Modern Parent. The podcast where my husband Mark and I discuss the challenges, difficulties, frustrations and ultimately the joys of being parents and step-parents to four wonderful, talented, beautiful daughters aged between 25 and 12. Wow, it's funny because we've been putting off this particular conversation (laughs) because we are going to have to do a certain amount of confessional within it. Um, Sorry, I'm not listening to you, I'm on my phone. (laughs) So I've just got a text. And that is our discussion today. I've sent it, sorry. Oh Uh, no, hang on. Sorry, it's a DM. Sorry, are we actually recording? You're being so annoying. (laughs) <laughs> That's your annoying laugh that you uh, do after you've been annoying. <laughs> and this is what happens within a family because addiction, whether it is booze, drugs, fags, shopping, it was sex, sometimes. sex, whatever it is, it has an impact on everyone around the addict. So when you have, mm, I wouldn't really say Kiki's an addict at the moment, but she'll 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 reach it. Well, really, she'll reach it because everything is influencing her. Kiki's our twelve-year-old. Yeah. Maddie is our seventeen-year-old. I suppose we should always say that because of people in. But Utah. the thing, I mean, you know, as soon as you have the word addiction, and the addiction is in the title of this chat, um, you know, the word addiction is a very powerful and loaded term. But one of the things they do say, having been now, you know, we are a family that deals with addiction on a regular basis. I'm in recovery. But there's a really good analogy that they use, which I think is really apt for smartphone addiction. Mm. And the analogy is the one of, with an addict, they're like a drop in a really tranquil lake that lands in the middle of the lake and you see the ripples Mm. reaching out. Mm. And those ripples are the ways in which addiction in anyone impact everyone in those ripples way. So, you know, you can be be a drop and so those ripples go out and they affect so many lives in Mm. an indirect way. So it's this idea that you don't need to necessarily be yourself an addict. So Kiki might not be an addict But she will be if we all carry on. But not only will will she be, but her life is impacted by all of our addictions to our smartphones. And that's the important thing. That's the... That's the contingent element of even if your household, you have someone who very clearly, moralistically is standing there going, well, I'm not, well, they're defined by everyone else being. And if if you are listening and thinking, well, I certainly don't have a problem with my phone, just ask yourself this question because we were listening to this very interesting talk from this psychologist who was saying that the way to identify it is how many hours in a day is your phone in a place where you would have to stand up and walk to get it. Mm. Just think about that for a minute. Let's just think about that, because ours are right under our noses. Yeah, right. Do you always know exactly where you're... Do you just have to reach out to get your phone? Yeah, because, I mean, a lot of people like to say, oh, we're not at that stage of body tech yet, where it's part part of our bodies. But it kind of is. It kind of is. We could really have these Mm. phones actually planted inside our bodies now. Mm. And I think, and I certainly think... Um, a lot of youngsters are look, really looking forward to that. I fear that, yeah. but I think a lot of youngsters... I was kind of encouraged the other day. I've got this thing on my phone, and we'll get to all of this and why and wherefores and what have you. I've got this thing where Instagram now tells you when you've been on it, you know, how long yeah. you've been on it. Yeah. And I was really relieved because I went on to the family Instagram account and I'd only been on it for 43 minutes. And that was great. I thought, that's brilliant. And then I went on to the Popcorn Junkies movie account and I'd only been on that for... 56 minutes and then I went on to my personal Instagram and I thought hang on a minute 
Hang on a minute. Doesn't matter how long I've been on all these. I've got three effing accounts. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the aggregate score was about half my day. So there are so I love the cons that we have mm. on our phones. I love the bullshit we always th- say to each other. Mm. But I think maybe we should just start really hardcore with like our seventeen-year-old, don't you? Well, what I was just thought. I don't know whether you agree. I thought because because you know you don't sit with other parents for longer than an hour without us talking about the worries about the phone, right? Mm. And what we how we think that's impacting. And we know that there's real health considerations with yeah. the phone. So I just thought, why don't we just quickly, not go into too detail, but just think about what our life was like without phones well, as a gonna, child. Yeah. So, so, you know, I would come home from school. Yeah. I would um, get a quick bite to eat as fast as I could yeah. because I wanted to get outside. Yeah. I would be outside until whatever time I had to come in. <laughs> yes. I would I would have dinner and then watch telly, but there wasn't much on. So usually I'd go up to my room and read a book. Wow. <laughs> wow. Do you want to know what I used to do? What? So school would end. We'd probably play on the streets from 4 until about 6, 6.30. This was up until about the age of 16. Yeah. Um, I'd go home. I'd run up to my room. I'd masturbate. <laughs> then I'd... <laughs> Oh my God! What if most somebody was expecting that? Most t- well, I wasn't half the time. That's oh what was so fun about God, it. God, I think there should be a warning. Before then, I, then I'd walk the dogs, and then I'd go on the phone to talk to my girlfriend. Oh yes, of course. I did spend a lot. I've forgotten that. There was always the phone. But do you remember that? I do yeah. remember the good old fashioned days of me demanding from my mum a longer lead for the phone so it would reach to the stairwell. Yes. It would never be long enough to go upstairs, but it would be long enough to go to that nook in the stairwell. How many stairwells, how many hearts have been broken on stairwells? So true. It's so true. And your mum going, get off that phone. Get off that phone, You've yeah. just left them all. And when I was down there, they'd be paying for yeah, it. they'd be paying for it. And you would only be, my granddad, when I was down there, he would only let me phone my girlfriend after six. Yes, because my mum was like apparently that. Apparently yeah. it was cheaper. I mean, yes, this idea that it was cheap. I mean, they were watching the pennies. And then obviously after, so I'd probably then have the phone call, I would go and read. I'd masturbate again. Oh, now stop it, because you're putting people off. What if they're eating while they're listening to this? Stop eating. Oh, my God. No, I'm just being honest. This is what boys do. This is what boys used to do. I don't think the phone has stopped that. No, it absolutely hasn't. It's probably made it worse. Increased it. So, but you're right. I mean, one was being more inventive with one's mind, with one's hands, with what one was getting up to. But, uh, but also, right, okay. So that was just a quick sort of flick through what, how we look back and see childhood. First and foremost, I would like to say every single child that has a phone, mm. the parent has spent an enormous amount of money buying it yes. and put a highly addictive piece of kit into that child's hand. Mm-hmm. So are we responsible? Yeah, I mean, don't you think... I, I also think... I think the, the smartphone is the modern-day... I'm going to sound really American here. Pacifier for many yes. kids. It's, it's a way that parents can... We masquerade that this, this piece of kit is a wonderful tech piece of technology that broadens horizons. Has, which it does. Which it, no, it does, does all of these so things. Much. I mean, there are so many elements, and we'll get into that yeah. in a while. And I'm, I'm a big, actually, I'm, I'm being a bit sort of pernicious here, because I'm, I'm, I'm a huge advocate of the, of the positives of a mm. smartphone away from the addictive side of it. Um, so, but I do think parents, and I do think, actually, unfortunately, I hate to say it, I think it creeps in quite early. And I think as a family, we used to use iPads 
at like, you know, sometimes if you wanted lunch or dinner, we were very kid centric. Don't get me wrong. But I do think we've inadvertently and slowly as a culture swayed towards technology, as I say, being a pacifier. It distracts our kids. We know they're happy on it. But it it's like saying, you know, eat lots of sugar constantly. You know, of course they're going to be happy, but it's, is it going to be good for them? Yeah. We're only 10 years in. I mean, Kiki's generation, she's 12. In fact, I think it's 10-year-olds. Is, is definitively the smartphone generation. When Maddie got her first smartphone, nobody was talking about the dangers of it no. within my friendship groups and everything. We were just giving them to them because we had them and they mm. wanted the same as us. And then we and then we and we were like, oh, don't ask me. Oh, mm. my kids know all about a phone. I don't know anything about a phone. And we were very much hear no evil, see no evil, touch no evil. Don't tell, blah, 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 blah. I don't understand anything. Yeah. And then we all started to wake up and go, hang on a minute, mm. hang on a minute. This is not good. That yeah. my child knows everything about this phone and I know nothing about it. Mm. And so the fear started to build. And of course we were we were the first generation of parents dealing with it and we all got the fear and we all did the, oh, no, they've got their own password, I wouldn't take their mm. password and da-da-da and da-da. Oh, we're going to learn with the next child. We've learned some stuff here. But actually, I would say, I will hold my hands up and say, I have... It's been a lot of hot air because actually we're letting Kiki do exactly what we let Maddie do. Mm. She's too young to be on the phone as much as she is. Mm. You know, she's... and 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 And... And I've got that sneaking worry that maybe I'm letting her down in the way that I let Maddie down. I think all I'm saying is is that we are still even in that sort of, if you like, selective and purposeful amnesia around what these phones yeah. could be or do to our children. We are still in its infancy. We're we in the are. technology's infancy. We don't know. <coughs> we don't know for sure how this is going to impact on the generations coming through. What, what You know, if people can make such crucial life decisions on these pieces of kit, is it going to remove that sort of, you know, the personal face-to-face contingent in making decisions? We just don't know. We don't know any of that. But one thing I would say, just at this early stage, to moderate the pathological run, run at fear, and it's, oh, my God, these are awful things. I remember in 1978, people running around like cats on a hot tin roof, saying our kids are watching too much television, they're becoming zombies. You know, there was this idea that you'd get square eyes if you watch too much TV. Mm, there was al- there's always whatever... But te- it wasn't 24-7 and it, it wasn't, wasn't as exciting and it wasn't there wasn't so much out there. I mean, don't... F- but television watching has completely plummeted today. So what we have to recognise is that this piece of kit in front of us... is become Well, it's also really for the majority of people, it's their television. Yeah. So you've got to combine the fact that if it's their if it's their phone for the evening chat, which was an hour with our boyfriends at least or girlfriends uh, and friends, so let's say two hours on the phone after mm-hmm. six pm. Mm-hmm. If it's then watching your favourite program for me, the young ones and something else on television for another two hours. Okay, so three hours of a normal evening in good old mm-hmm. Halcyon seventies yeah. when everything was innocent and joyful. Not, um, you know, hang on a minute. Four hours of, of of occupied time on different types of media tools. Was, mm. was the order of our childhood. Nothing has, potentially, you could argue, nothing has changed. Mm. You could. At a push, you could actually argue but that. But, you know, when you hear Maddie say things like, Mom... Oh, is this the talk of a crack addict? You are talking your way out of the fact that you're a flaming addict and because we have the guilt, because we know we are influencing them. I think this is a really good time to bring in Maddie's yeah. perspective I mean, because, like other parents, we're always saying to our kids, oh, God, you know, how yeah. long have you been on that phone? Da, 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 da. And she always says to us, you're worse than we are. We're not. We're all just well, as bad as Well, let's not steal her thunder. Let's, let's see listen. what she's got to say. 
Okay, so with phone addiction, um, <laughs> I feel like our house, in our house, it's very bad. But at the same time, that's because um, our life is kind of set around social media a lot. Obviously, with mum and dad's YouTube channel um, and on Instagram and everything, they've kind of got to be, like, available on social media quite a lot. And they work from home on social media and on their phones, so that's why they're always on it. Um, and, yeah, look, I, I, I would say that everyone in some kind of way is addicted to their phones, but most people, majority of people won't admit that. Um, I'm definitely addicted to my phone, but at the same time, I've always said that I use my phone as... I mainly use my phone as a source of communication with friends. Yeah, I post a lot of stuff on social media, but, like, I've always said if I was with friends, like, constantly, like, when I'm older and I live with friends, I will hardly ever be on my phone because majority of the time when I'm on my phone, it's just to be talking to people. Um, so if I were with people that I talk to a lot on my phone... If I were with them all the time, then I just, I wouldn't, there would be no need for me to be on my phone. Um, so then I don't really think that's me addicted, because if I was addicted, I wouldn't be able to do that, if that makes sense. Um, but I'm definitely on it a lot. But I feel like, because it's our generation that's kind of, our lives are set around it, it's very easy for parents to just say that we're the ones addicted to our phones and, you know, it's unhealthy for us and everything, but I've always said that I think adults are worse when it comes to phone addiction because I feel like we can all control it and we kind of know all of the good and the bad and I don't really know anyone that would... And, you know, like a few people that would still be stuck on their phones whilst socialising with other people. Whereas, like, when I'm on public transport and stuff, like, and I look around, it's always adults, like, stuck to their phone. And I understand if you've got work to be doing on your phone and, you know, emails to answer from people you work with or whatever. But at the end of the day, that's still you on your phone and that's still addiction. Just because teenagers are on social media... That doesn't mean that, you know, because we're on social media, we're addicted to our phones. And because adults work on their phone, do have work on their phones, they're not addicted. That That's not how it works, because you're still on your phone. It's still unhealthy for you. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I feel like, obviously, the phone's very, very unhealthy for you if you're on it too much. But parents are far too hyper-sensitive like, about it. And I think it's both things. I think that people are definitely addicted to their phones, but it's also the new way of life. It's how... It's just that, you know, it's just part of life now. If you didn't have... It's, just, it's bad, but, like, if someone doesn't have a phone or... Ooh, if someone doesn't have a phone or social media, then it's almost like they don't exist which is really bad it shouldn't be the case but that's just how it is um 
which is a shame, I think. Uh, but, yeah, I, d I don't know anyone that doesn't have, um, like, a phone. But if I know a few people, actually, a very small amount of people that don't actually have social media, but people always forget that they were at, like, a party or people just forget them because they don't have social media to remind themselves that they exist as a person, which is, I think, is awful, but it's just how it is. Um, but also, people always like to see... People always like to say what is bad about phones and kind of all of the negative things about it, but I think that there's a lot of positive to it as well. I mean, like... It's my way of got like if I was um if I didn't have a phone or social media, I really I wouldn't really have a way of contacting my friends in the week and everything and I'd be really upset if that were the case. Because I talk to my friends a lot when I'm low and everything and if I didn't have that source of communication, if I weren't able to, you know, message them in the week about what's going on in my life, then I'd struggle a lot, I think. And I you know, I just I think social media. There's a lot of positive things to it as well. It's, you know, it's a way of becoming an influencer. You know, helping other people. Or I just I I think it's very easy to just say what's negative about social media and the phones um, when there is a lot of positive things to be said about it. Uh, but yeah, in our house, it's quite bad. Mum and Dad always like to say that they're not, but they are very, very addicted to their phones. Um, all my friends say it, even. <laughs> uh, they're not going to like that I said that, but it's true. <laughs> First of all, I loved that teenage yawn in the middle of oh, yeah, speaking. Wasn't it brilliant? <laughs> that was just Wow, that was very content-rich. Like listening rich. to a, a baby lioness on the savannah. Wasn't it? Leaning back and just opening that mouth. And, right, and just sorting out the whole world. Yeah. And so much of what she said is so true. She's on the money again. She's I, on who's the, the bloody money. parent here? But, you know, you know the, oh, God, there were so many interesting things she said in there. And, and you know, it's Can very important, isn't it? To remember, our kids don't get to play out, no. right? Where we live, you ain't going out. You ain't playing out on our street anymore. It's not that kind no. of a world. It's the way that they are keeping contact all the time with each yeah. other. They are talking all the time on their phones. They are staying connected. Well, certainly Maddie's. But what I just wanted to just focus on a little bit there is a very important thing she said there, which kind of makes me feel a bit better. But also it's very, very sad. You don't exist if you are not on social media. You, do, you are not remembered unless you have a phone, mm. right? Those two things are petrifying because people with younger children, and I've heard them say it, I'm not, well, I'm just not going to give my kid a phone. Yeah. And 
I always want to support them because a friend of mine once said this to me. She said, you know, it's really, really frustrating for me as a parent because whenever I say I'm not going to get my kids a phone, everyone, all the other parents don't support me. They just say, well, good luck with that. And she said, I find it really hurtful and I feel like I don't get any support. And so I and so I really listen to that. So whenever any parent says it, I would say, oh, yeah, have a go, have a go. But I've got to be honest, in my head I'm thinking, good luck with that because what Maddie said there is the truth. You do leave your child as a social leper if they do not have a phone because also what Maddie said there is this is the new world. Mm. This is the modern world. We can't, you know, it is... It, it, it's been a tsunami. There's been there's been a revolution to try and say, okay, I'm just going to stand here and hold back the sea, and my child will be fine. No, another friend of mine who has her daughter has hates having her photograph taken. Okay, and she has said, I'm basically not part of any of the memories unless you've been in the photo. You weren't. It didn't happen. You weren't there. But the interesting thing about that, yeah, I mean, that that potentially to any parent <coughs> or anyone hearing that, that sounds really brutal and I think that lent, could be used and weaponized in this general sort of press desire to feel that social media and all these tech companies are evil, evil, evil all after... You know, they're all money-making companies, like every it's other money-making... Yeah, no, no, but there are countless other money... You know, car, car companies and mm. money-making companies, are they evil? No. I mean, you know, no more evil, anyway. But my point being, yes, OK, so you hear there. So if you're not having... If you're not on social media or, or choose not to be on it, you're essentially not existing in, yeah. the, in the social world. But Awful. how is that different to if you're not invited to a party in the 70s? You weren't... You know, it... It's, well, it's, that's why Maddie made that point. This is the world that we now live in. You can't let us. You can't have brought us into this yeah, world exactly. and then try and take us back into but another that, one. That it's too sense late. of being left outside or being outside of something or not being included—that's just part of the human condition. It just changes with technology. And the other thing that I'd like to say about all of this is that I think a lot of adults just assume... I mean, obviously, we're just slightly different. We, it is a huge part of our work. We are influencers. We do run a channel. We are content creators. But at the same time, where our struggle is, as she rightly identifies, is where is that boundary between work... Well, no, no, for us as adults, where is that mm. boundary between work and just being what we call down a wormhole for days, weeks, hours on end. Hang on. And then the other point that I just wanted to make was we don't weapon... For example, in this day and age, as adults, you would be considered really strange not to have an email address. Hmm. But we don't we don't judge people. We, we, you know, we don't sort of say that's a negative thing about having emails. Emails is a bad thing. Or oh, mm. it's terrible that everyone's got an email, isn't it? Ter- no, no, yeah. no. That's just a precondition yeah. of the modern age. And I just think we need to sort of slightly get off this sort of hysterical frame of mind around social media. It's another way of communicating. You, you, we just don't have children with great long flecks coming from the wall to the to the nook and cranny on the stairwell with people talking. Mm. We used to go to the park and there'd be weirdos hanging around wanting to look up our skirts. So you were out and about. You were sort of doing stuff. I mean, I do think the idea that you're out and about, I do think the phones reduce no, physical mm, activity. Massively, and, I, and, and that know. is a really big problem. But what I wanted to pick up on was what she said there about... But the thing is, parents are on their phones doing their emails or doing work because that's the modern... We could also say to her, that's also the modern age. That's how we work in very different ways. Yes. Uh, is, the, is the word peripatetic? We're on the move? That's when you're on the move. Yeah, you're on the move. We're on the move now. We don't sit in offices so much. We work mm. wherever we go. That enables us for them to be home educated, blah, 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 yeah, all yeah, of this. Yeah. But what she's actually saying is 
It doesn't matter. That might all be valid. But what is going into us, what we are seeing, what's coming to us by osmosis as this generation is that the adults are always on their phone. Mm. And we know that that is the biggest influence mm. on your children and how they're going to be. So <clears throat> she's right, you know, she, says, she always says that to me. I get on a bus, Mum, I get on a tube, and all you can see is adults with their head down looking at their phone. But a lot of them are reading books yeah. on their phone. But a exactly. lot of them are doing exactly the same act on a different piece of kit. It used to be you'd get on a bus or a tube and everyone was reading a book. But how do we know who's reading book? How do we know who's on an email? How do we know that's, that's, that's the, doing something something shifty on social media? We just don't know. But you've honed in on inadvertently the absolute nub of the problem here. You know, I, I, I could either sound like an absolute crack addict sitting here finding all the justifications for it, or I could just simply be describing fact. And it is fact. For example, of a Sunday morning, when it looks like I'm on my phone, I'm actually reading things like the Sunday Times. So mm -hmm. I'm reading my paper because it, I can get a downloadable yeah, version of it exactly. or an online version of it. <laughs> I'm actually able to do that in a quicker, more speedier way so it makes me more productive in another area of my life. Now, it looks like, yes, I know I'm on, my, on a mm. phone, but in terms of the attention but span... But it's interesting, isn't it? She has... With the, what she's just said there, mm. we have stumbled upon something here. When we came in today to do this podcast, I didn't think this is where we were going to go with this where conversation. Where have we gone? I don't really know well, where we are. the fact that we are sitting judging them, not knowing what they're looking at on their phone, and they are sitting judging us, yes. not knowing what we... So we are projecting. The yes. generations are projecting on each other. What are you doing? Are you da, da, da? And, they're, and they're thinking the same of us. They don't know that we're working. They don't know that... that because it's become is, such a hot potato. Everyone's running around yeah, saying phones accusing. are bad, phones are bad, phones are bad. And I think we need to start saying phones are great, phones are brilliant, but you need to be mindful. And I think that the, the thing that we listened to the other day introduced a brilliant concept that I realise is the be-all and end-all of all of it, which is something called stop cues. Mm. And this is the idea that when you read an article in a magazine, you get to the end of it and it's over. And yeah. you close the magazine or you go to another yeah. article. Or there used to be the good old-fashioned days of, of, of being online. You'd go to a web page and there'd be a bottom to the web page. Rather yeah. than now, it scrolls on forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that constant scrolling thing. So what's happened is, is that those stop cues aren't there. Yeah naturally. And it's yeah. the same with reading a book. It's the same with watching Netflix. It's telling you the next thing that's coming up. It's throwing it at you. It's feeding it at you. So it's the, it's the speed and barrage of... But and I, they say that that's, what, that's, that's a, really, a really bad thing for yeah. us. That's been a bad thing yeah. for kids. And that we have to try and find a way to put in these stopping yeah. cues. Now, I've got one of these time limit things on my phone. So yes. at 10 o'clock every night, it comes up and says, you've reached your time limit. And I get the choice. Do you want an extra 15 <laughs> minutes or do you want to ignore the limit? What do you do? I swear... Every single time, what have I clicked? Extend. Ignore the limit. Oh, ignore. Every single time, oh, right, ignore okay. the limit. I don't even want to extend it for yeah. 15. I want that limit ignored. And so that has, that's really playing on my mind that. But it's good that I've put it up mm. because it is play, It is giving me a stopping cue. It's saying, hang on a minute, why do you keep ignoring the limit till 10 o'clock? So maybe that's a little something we could try and get the mm. kids to put on their phone as well. Mm. So they just go, hang on a minute, you've been on this phone for X amount of hours and give you a little stopping cue, a little moment where you think, do I really yes. want to continue? Because we've all done it. We've all gone yeah. on Instagram to look on one thing or we've gone to buy something, we've ended up on Instagram and then before we know it, we've looked down and it's 20 minutes and we've been scrolling or reading yeah, yeah, and taken off. And that will be the same for our children. So where we notice where those addiction points are coming in, yeah. be sure that they're happening for your children as well. <laughs> 
I think it's like all things as a parent. You've got to befriend your kids and you've got to be real with them. I, th- mm. I think if you take just a fixed polemical position where you're like, phones are bad or this is yeah. this, or even a, or even a rigidity where you say, no, you mustn't use your phone at that time of the day, you, you, you've got to have negotiation. I mean, you know, companies like Google and what have you, they're all doing these, bringing out these great sort of apps and, and, and sort of programs where you're not telling your kids what to do. You're steering them towards yeah. a more sort of sensible usage. You're holding usage. them a little. You're, you're holding, holding them, them, you're cradling them, you're nudging them in the right direction and all that kind of stuff. And that's as best as it should ever really be. Mm. I do think, going back to this idea of a stopping cue or whatever you call it, that it, you know, there is merit in saying, you know, look, at dinner time, all phones are off. The, you know, we're, we're all going to sit as a family at six if you've got the luxury of being mm. able to do that. Or at the weekend, let's just have an hour where we don't have the phones. Or if you're doing sport, leave your phone at home. Well, or, my absolute ambition is that we have a phone-free day a week. I've been talking about this years. <laughs> Listener, that, I think it's Listener, a year and a half ago, I had this box, this box made yeah, with Sawala Adelie's. Um, disconnect to reconnect mm. but the people that made the box put hashtag disconnect reconnect because that was the name so we of the could company. share it on social <laughs> so media that that's kind of ironic but isn't it? it's, it's filled with now it's got a weird half a bounty bar in a broken, a broken pair of headphones a couple of pens and no phone has ever made it into but I do mm. I do really think it's a good a good thing to do and I think it would give us that stopping course so that you take the action of putting it in the box when you have a dinner and putting it so far away that you have to walk to get it. Because I think we can all say turn off, but put our phones down, but it actually, it does, the addiction pulls you to it. In your mind, you're thinking, oh, I could look that up. Oh, no, I won't look it up. Putting it out of the room, putting it further away from you is a good thing. I think our addiction is really bad because we have spoken time and time again about leaving our phone downstairs before we go up to bed and we've never managed to do it. Mm. The person that Mark was talking about a little earlier that we were listening to, this psychologist, um, was talking about how he, he got a rather a, quite a large group of, of people under 25 together and, as part of his research and asked them this question. Would you prefer to break a small bone in your hand or break your phone? Mm. And he said... I think it was up in the 80s, wasn't it? A percent of them said that they would prefer to break a small bone in their hand than break their phone. I'd go for the and end of a finger, for sure. No, and they were asked, and they, but they all asked multiple questions. Mm. How long would I be without my phone? What would it have? Da, 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 da. All the kind of questions, really, that an addict would ask. And, and so he was very strong on this idea that putting your phone a bit away from you is uh, putting these... Small changes, you know, no meal times or or just an hour where you turn mm. your phone off. I mean, he was really quite understanding of how big the problem. Huge shifts, right? Mm. Nobody's having their phone all day is 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 very very difficult. But I think if you are parenting teens, because by the time they're teens, it's all out of the box and it's really difficult to put it back in. You, the only way to do it is if you recognise, if you say, listen, I'm overusing my phone too. Yes. I can see how that's impacted on you and your phone usage. Can we all just help each other a bit together to just have some periods of time, like if we're all watching a film together, to all turn Absolutely. your phone off, not have it by the sofa so we can quickly turn it on if we need to, but put it over in the box. And one of, the most, re- and one of the most religious places that we do seem to manage that as a family is in the cinema of all places. But um, I, I do think that what happens as well, and I'm, I'm sure I'd be interested to know if this is the case for many other families. 
calling someone a phone addict or when when we say, look, you're using your phone too much, immediately puts the teens and kids in the house into a defensive mode. Mm. So they come back at us fighting, going, you're more of an addict. And then we get into a, no, you're more of an addict. No, I'm not. I'm doing, and then we all get into that. He gets into that. No, no, no. There's a reason why I'm using my phone. There's a reason, you know, I do a lot of financial work on my on my phone. I've got to be on my phone from 7.30 and I've got to, you know, until 4.30. And so, you know, you could keep justifying and keep justifying. Most of Maddie's music, she wouldn't have half as much of the influence or the accessibility to inspiration if she wasn't actually utilising some of the apps on her phone and communicating and sharing music with friends. And so, but I do think what happens in most families with teenagers... But that is the problem, isn't it? It's so, in, it's, it's so entwined in it's every part so of It's so entwined. Life. So what's happening in there is there's a there's an addictive component tied in with necessary work, mm. um, appropriate usage. So there is appropriate usage. So I think it really is a case of not saying you're worse than me. I, I do think if you're a household... Uh, of parents saying, you know, constantly sort of drawing a line between the teens and the parents in the house, mm. you're, you're forever going to encounter in problems. Fights. You're going to forever yeah. be in fights. You have to kind of, unfortunately, I, I hate this, this is the kind of thing that Tarquin does, but, you know, you have to get down with the kids, really. You have to get down with the kids. But you know what? You know what? Our lovely, wise daughter there actually said that. Mm. She said, I recognise that I have a thing. Mm. I recognise that my parents have as well. Mm. And so she actually taught us a lot. Shall we, shall we listen to Carlitos Definitely. and what he's got to say? Definitely. I think teens are um, addicted to their phones. And the reason I think this is because we were born into a different time than adults were. And um, my mum and my dad always say, when, the, when they were younger, they used to go out into the streets and everyone all used to play together. Mm. And it all used to be just very, very, like, social. Um, but nowadays, because, I mean, the iPhone's been invented now, um, everyone is just, like, that physicality of going to meet your friends and stuff has been taken away. Um, and it's been a bit stripped back and restricted. Um, people nowadays would just text their friends or FaceTime their friends. Um, and, yeah, and I think as a family, I think our family is very addicted to social media and to our phones um, because, I mean, even at my school, everything's online, everything is... Um, all the classwork is online. We don't write in books. It's all mm. on Google. So um, I have to be online a lot for that. Um, and my mum's always on her phone as well because it's she works in the TV industry, so it's part of her job. And my dad um, is on his phone for work and my brother just plays games on his phone. <laughs> So, yeah, and I, I, I think everyone um, is addicted to phones nowadays because it's just a new technology. It's just how everything is now. Wow, you know what? I found that really moving. I suddenly had an epiphany there, or as my friend Kay says, an epiphany. No problem. <laughs> um, that, oh, my God. We, we what, constantly, share it. I'm sorry, but... <laughs> 
both of them, is, you know, the way he said, oh, my mum and dad talked about how it was really social. How they, mm. We're constantly saying to children, you're having a really shit time. We had this amazing time where we had this social, we were out playing, we were doing all of this. We're kind of rubbing their noses in something that they can't have anymore, whilst putting something in their hand and saying using that, whilst having a go and making them feel shit about using it. And actually, like he's saying, like Maddie said, this is the world. Can I also go... This is the I'll, world I'll go that even we're a step, in. I'll go even a step further. I, I became a much more sociable person in my 20s. I was a very shy teenager. I didn't socialise as much as I perhaps would have liked to have done in retrospect. If social media had been around, I think I would have had a larger and wider body of friends mm. and more meaningful relationships hanging over from my childhood into later life, if I'm honest. When I look stay at stay connected. Well, when I look at how they all communicate and connect, I'd have felt far braver about that form of connection as a young child as a as a teenage child, with a, a certain set of circumstances in my domestic home which I never wanted to bring people into. So that idea that yes, I did play out an awful lot in primary school and mm. up until twelve, but then there came a point in those difficult teen years where actually I think, well sometimes I look at what the girls have got and I live I don't promote this idea that I had this halcyon time mm. of it, 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 the idyll of, of being poor, poor so and all this and all that. I had that in the 70s, but really the 80s, I, I had a very unhappy teenage childhood and that, you know, most teenagers sound like they're struggling and I could see social media as a real help actually, in terms of the communication, in terms of FaceTime and the idea that I could have FaceTime with Jane, my girlfriend, or FaceTime with some of the friends that I had, that we could have talked about our weird sort of nerdy passions and all that kind of stuff, that would have been lovely. That would have been absolutely lovely. So I think, you know, I do think... And also, I remember when I was a kid, I was spending hours and hours and hours on computer games. We, It's all relative. Yeah. It's all relative. I really enjoyed that conversation, actually, because it didn't go the way I thought it was. And, and you know... God, teens, you're amazing. You go through a lot. Uh, you know, Maddie and Carlitos, thank you. Thank you for always making us think. And irony of irony is our producer, Chris, has sent us an email and it's just come through <laughs> on my phone. So uh, I think we should read some of the comments from some of the Do- listeners. Now, before we record each episode of our podcast, we ask you to get involved on social media. Hashtag Confessions of a Modern Parent. If you want to get in touch on our Instagram, it's at Nadia Sawala and Family. On Twitter, at Nadia Sawala. And if you're a little bit scared of Nadia and you're a little bit worried that she might tell you off, you can always come to lovely, cuddly old me <laughs> at, at, on Instagram at Mark underscore Adderley. A-double-D-E-R-L-E-Y. Okay, so I've got Dave here, 34, from Burnley. Six months ago, my wife and I had two beautiful baby boys. They're snoring away beside me as I write this on my phone, and also on the sofa next to me, my wife is laughing along to her Twitter feed. Her TV is also on in the background. This was a typical evening in for us. Recently, we realised that my wife and I are not really in the present. We're always in our bubbles online, and we're not making daily time to chat to each other. So we talked, and we decided that we'd consciously make two hours each evening that we're internet-free. So now, after dinner, there's two hours of us to talk... there's two hours of us for us to talk which at first was pretty dry and boring but now we play cards and board games watch TV chat about our day do crosswords together and even spend entire evenings without the internet sounds idyllic Dave 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 sounds idyllic I can't tell you how much lighter (laughs) and happier we are after our internet detox but we do still fall into our old ways in the mornings and on weekends it's crazy how addictive the internet is and really important for us to set an appropriate example for our little ones and interestingly yeah we came back from Cornwall we had a, a week in Cornwall there was an enforced social media ban because there was no service. 
and the Wi-Fi and it was, was lovely. Shit. And we played games. Well, and yeah. I, I think that's a really good idea. A two-hour mm. internet turn it off in the evening for the whole family. I agree. Two I agree. hours. Yeah, two hours. Can we do it? But Dave put has... your phones in a different part. I tell you what, yes. you should put the phones. Put them in the car or I've put them the somewhere box. else. I've got I know. the box made. But our phones are too big for the box. They're not. They box. Babe, there are sticky size. lozenges in that box. It's okay, disgusting. I'm going to clean out the box and I'm going to be inspired by Dave. But, Thank you, Dave. Thanks, that Dave. really has inspired us. Good idea. Us. Um, uh, Anna, 37, from Gloucester. I grew up in a time before mobile phones, internet and portable computers. I can remember when the internet first became available and websites took about as long as a cup of tea to load. I've always been an avid supporter of shopping online. It's usually cheaper and gets delivered straight to your door. What's not to like? But recently I've noticed my credit card starting, bills starting to mount up. I have to face the reality that I'm now addicted to internet shopping. Oh, I often click on an advert that catches my eye and become obsessed with things I don't really need. I'll spend whole evenings researching the best price for something, finding money off coupons and eventually buying said item. When it arrives, I wonder why I bought it and I now realise I'm addicted to the chase of finding things at the lowest price. I've got tens of thousands owed on credit cards and this is a real problem threatening my future. I'm in touch with my GP who says this is similar to gambling addiction as recommended to therapists for me. Well, yeah, I mean that, I mean the thing is we are a family, you know, Mark has been in recovery for 15 years from um, uh, alcohol addiction but all addiction is is treated in exactly the same way isn't it mm. and i mean that does sound well i do like think a... i do think the danger with all of technology as well i mean it's an interesting discussion is kids and how you teach them about finances i mean we discovered the really hard way and i mean i had like a pound for however many other parents out there discovered the horror of in-app purchasing when we got a £300 bill because the kids didn't realise that when they clicked on those beautiful little gold tokens, they were costing costing 50p every time. You know, I do... But I do think this is, again, where I think there's too much sort of, you know, bully beating up the tech companies... There's awareness now. Even the tech companies, they're so far ahead of themselves. They're learning what the sort of pitfalls are. And there are a lot of kind of buffer zones now to stop you running away with, you know, they've just stopped using credit cards mm. for online gambling mm. and stuff like that. But it is it is dangerous. It is the longer you like stay on your phone. Like yeah. everything is, though, like alcohol. I mean, alcohol is a totally permissible, mm. uh, addictive drug. Yeah. Um, shopping, you know, people have always been addicted to shopping. Mm. I, think, I think the internet and I think phones make it all much more available much easier but as our children have said in mm. this podcast it is the modern world and Absolutely. we're gonna have to find a way to live amongst this we're going to have to do yeah. that there's no turning back guess what i've done in this entire chat what i've ordered four books on amazon <laughs> you didn't even notice <laughs> that's it for this episode of confessions of a modern parent if you'd like to comment on any of the topics we've discussed today we'd love you to get in touch and use the hashtag confessions of a modern parent if you want to find me on twitter it's at nadia sawala and on instagram it's at nadia sawala and family and if you fancy getting in touch with me it's at mark underscore adderley thank you so much for listening if you like the show please subscribe rate and review tell your friends and get involved and you can hear more episodes of Confessions of a Modern Parent on Global Player or wherever you get your podcasts. Bye. Ta-da! <laughs>